god. Oh man. <laughs> we just watched the the weirdest bad movie I've seen uh, in a really long I'm time. I'm so I'm so glad that we didn't have a guest for this one. I do, I I'm can't. so glad that we I, didn't ask anybody else to sit in on this one. I could not imagine subjecting any of my friends to this. Anyone that I even liked. No. I, I don't even have to like them. Even if I just thought no. they weren't like that bad of a person, I would not want to subject them to this. Yeah, this one's in the hall of shame for sure. And uh, we we can talk about, we will talk about the reasons and the ways that it, I feel like the ways that it's shitty are just as shitty. You know, it's like not even, this is not a fun, bad movie by any means. This is, this is, the worst kind of bad movie in that it's it just incredibly dull it just had <laughs> just so for as much for as much stuff was happening for as many things were exploding and people getting shot at yeah it was so boring to watch yeah i mean i think more than half of it is an action sequence <laughs> it's like almost the whole movie is a fucking shootout and yet yeah. Yeah, the shootout takes over like the whole rest of the movie. It's from I, you know, it's like the it's like the last two thirds of the movie, probably. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like set up and then shootout, and and it's just it just has nothing to recommend it. You know, you know the one thing that it does actually have to recommend it, Dave, <laughs> is I do not one cage, <laughs> but in fact two cages yes. in this movie because our man Weston co-stars yes. with his dad in 2018's 2.11. Fuck yeah. That was great. Yeah, th this is, I mean, w we've been clamoring for more like Weston content here and this is like, this is a movie that delivered on that. And the mm -hmm. last time I, the last time I remember him being in a movie with Cage was Lord of War. Yeah, and he had just a, a very brief cameo in that. Yeah, one. he had like a line. He mm -hmm. played like an airplane mechanic, and <laughs> um, in in this one, he's like uh, he he's acting, <laughs> I guess. I know somehow. <laughs> I mean, but the the funny thing I noticed too is that um, well, actually, here I I don't I don't want to necessarily get ahead of it. Do you want to kind of talk about the movie itself before we talk about uh, Weston's yeah, performance I do. in general? Like it started out. And I, I know better now, like I'm able to kind of spot it, but it was like started out and there's stuff happening that feels really complicated because they don't introduce anything, but it's not a smart, it's not the smart kind of movie that makes you work for the content. You know, it's not like watching like a Soderbergh movie or something where you're thrown into it, but like if you kind of take the context clues and then you can build up the idea, you're like, oh wow, there's this whole rich universe that it's just dropping us in the middle of right. and I have to play catch up, but it, it pays off. This, it's like, there was like, you know, it, it dropped us in the middle of a thing that it never really bothered to explain no. that doesn't. And, and there were no know. less than 48 like different subplots with varying God. degrees of tertiary and yeah. like even yeah. further, like with just like some of the, the people, the characters that they introduce you to and then there's no their storyline goes nowhere you know yep and basically yep. that's how you're introduced to every character in this movie is you're dropped in the middle of a scene and you have to basically figure out who they are and then yeah, based there, on there's the either other too much too much or too little exposition in right. that scene <laughs> but the exposition if there is exposition it's for another character or something else that doesn't matter it doesn't actually 
relate to the scene you're in, which ends up not mattering. None well, of it matters. Right. And this movie does something that a lot of uh, like ensemble movies do that drive me crazy where they don't actually, they don't utilize like the audience's ability to connect the dots between like relationships of people. So, (laughs) so, so, so they'll introduce you to someone on screen and it's either like so obvious that you're rolling your eyes like, Oh my God. Right. You know, like, okay. You know, it's like when someone comes into the scene and they're like, Oh, hello brother. I didn't see you there. We're brothers and we live together and our mom is sick and we are best friends and brothers. Uh Or they'll come into the scene and they'll be like, They'll they'll come into a control room and they'll just start talking to yeah, everybody yeah. or when or when uh, she's like oh, with all the scenes of her in the hospital where she just starts talking to people and then they'll yeah. just be giving directions to a bunch of random characters on screen and yeah, then you're, or, and, or you'll have you'll just have two characters you've never seen before and they're like bantering about something and you're like who are these people why do I care and then they never show up again it doesn't matter <laughs> it's so yeah I I have a lot to say about th- all of that because that's really the the biggest thing to even talk about with this shell of a fucking movie but let's uh so the movie is called 211 which is also just what I don't know what that means. Do you know what that refers to? Is that like oh, yeah. a police code? Yeah, it's police code for a bank robbery. Is that in the movie? Oh, it's definitely in the movie. Actually, this movie <laughs> does have one of those scenes where they yell the title oh, of good. the movie. <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> I guess I'm the fool. I mean, I, I know about 9-11. And I know about 311, but I don't know. I I didn't know this one. (laughs) Well, now you do. Uh, uh, Unlike 911, I will immediately forget this one. (laughs) Um, Uh. Yeah, so 211. uh, Talking about getting dropped into a situation that doesn't really get explained. I guess the movie starts with who I I believe is like a war profiteer in Iraq. Like some some right. suit is like uh, you using a computer to move a bunch of money that he made in Iraq to a bunch disperse it to a bunch of different banks everywhere. And uh, as he and his beautiful assistant are going out to their SUV to leave Kabul and uh, just, you know, go, go do go evil go war be, profiteering shit, <laughs> be rich somewhere, um, uh, they uh, they just get completely owned by a bunch of uh, by four uh ex special forces. Uh, yeah. Right. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a team it's kind of, of vague about what exactly they do or who they are but they're a group of like basically special ops gone but basically they are mercenaries right they're just selling themselves as like mercenaries at that point yeah and i think he's he has been having them do his dirty work all over the place and uh he maybe like screwed them out of something and that's why they're they're taking revenge on him or but regardless they they have some moral reason yeah, but this prologue know. only exists to introduce the Interpol officer. Yeah. And and also to introduce us to the main bad guys of the movie, who are the Wh- the four guys which four. are three yeah. w- white dudes and Weston. <laughs> 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 Weston who is, stands like 
how tall is he, dude? Dude, he looks enormous like in this six, movie. Six five or something. He's hulking over these people. Uh huh. And um, yeah, so they yeah, there's an Interpol officer. This I what was is she Iraqi? I don't. She's foreign. okay. Again, as not just Cage, but pretty much everyone in this movie, there are one thousand indistinct accents flying around. <laughs> yes everybody has an accent from a different region of the world <laughs> it's also this movie is of course shot in bulgaria <laughs> like um pr- pretty like you know it it could be more obvious but it's it's one of those things where it's like like you can kind of tell if you watch enough cheap movies you can kind of tell movies that are shot in vancouver and if you uh because everything looks like america but just like cleaner and more like uh more trees yeah yeah, more more greenery and just like there's just no regional like specificity to anything it just sort of seems like flat and bulgaria is sort of like the step down of that there's also a lot of trees and uh but everything just looks like a sort of non-place right so yeah, so I don't know if she's Bulgarian or what, but she she shows up after this happens, after they the the one of the coolest things actually that happens in the whole movie is uh as the war profiteer and his assistant are like driving away in their car, one of the mercenaries stops them with a front loader that yeah. puts like the 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 shovel like through the windshield of the car. That was fun. That was cool. And honestly, the rest of the movie was all kind of downhill from there. I feel yeah. like that was that, the best part. Yeah, so that's 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 the prologue. Right? That's the setup, and yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't matter at all because like the only important thing is that then they're the the mercenaries have the war profiteer on the ground and they're like give us the money and he's like oh it's all gone to a bunch of banks and they're like just name like one bank and he gives them a name and he's like I can help you get the money if you help you know get me medical treatment and i guess they don't want to do one of them's like no we're gonna do it and then they just shoot him in the head and then that's the end (laughs) of it which is dumb (laughs) like it seems like it seems like they could have they had that guy over a barrel like they could have got that money without any more bloodshed like they already did they already just killed like 10 people and are gonna have people like Interpol like following them wherever they go. Like, why not do it the easy way from that point on? Because they're too <laughs> badass, Dave. They are. That's that is that is their only personality trait is that they are too badass. Because they're whenever they have a conversation, it's just like it's like you remember in Fallujah when we had to take <laughs> out that guy in the cave. You know, <laughs> like yeah, that was hard. I thought we'd never get out of there. We got into this. Let's do what we always do get things done <laughs> just like nonsense so uh the the bank that the guy names where there's over a million dollars for some reason why do you it's also stupid you're high he went to the trouble of hiding uh these millions of dollars in different banks but he chose a small town bank to dump a million dollars in it's so conspicuous fucking stupid anyway uh, he names the bank of the small town where um, our hero, Nicolas Cage, is a cop. And yes, yes, a cop. Yeah, and he's actually more. a pretty shitty cop. Uh, he as, is. Like, as far as cops go, at least when he was playing cops in the past, there was he seemed to be a, an upstanding guy. 
Dude, in, yeah, you know, not, in general. He, but in this one, he's not a bad guy necessarily, but he just doesn't give a shit about the job, kind no, of. Well, you know what I mean? I mean, there's also like like everything in the movie, it's incredibly undercooked, but there's like a weird racial profiling uh storyline that goes along with his character that uh they yeah they don't interrogate it at all but i don't know what we're supposed to you know you know totally yeah we'll we'll get into it would you say on the whole that his character in this movie is better or worse than the cop and bad lieutenant like morally (laughs) uh i guess morally he's better but as as a cop let's say as a cop i think he's a well I, he's fine for yeah, a small town i guess he's cop. fine yeah but i mean because because you're thinking the the one you know the guy in bad lieutenant he's he's dealing with new orleans after katrina he's not dealing with the, like right. a small massachusetts town you know what i mean right i'm not saying that excuses his behavior but i guess i guess my my real point in bringing it up is that like i would this guy is is like clearly the hero of of this movie and i don't think he's like that far removed from that character. That character is insane. Oh, interesting. And like, uh, no, yeah. and like a, a user and, and you know, like a, an abuser of his position and a drug addict and blah, 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 blah. Right. All we know about this character is he's estranged from his daughter because of, I, it, they never say, I, don't, I don't think I they mean, ever say. Situ- well, there's a, there's this long like dialogue between his daughter and, his son-in-law, who is also his partner, who's also a cop, they sort of talk roundaboutly about like that uh, her mom had cancer and died, and while oh, that wow. was happening, I completely blocked this part. No, out, yeah, really? this happened. I don't remember that? Well, because it's yeah. it's a non-con. It's like a like I said, it's just pure exposition, like just said in a way that no person would ever say, <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't ever they never come back to it. But it's like she's like she's like he just wanted to pretend that she didn't have cancer and even when she died he seemed like he was surprised and then that's why they're estranged like she's mad about it but like that doesn't that doesn't come into play until at the end she like shows up at the scene of the crime and she's like i love you dad he's like and also it it is a little weird to me that you would be partners with your estranged daughter's husband for how many years and never once never would, talk would, would either him or her husband ever try to be like hey maybe we should you, yeah. you know like maybe we should see if you can connect with your daughter now he, li- he literally <laughs> like rolls up to pick up the husband for work in the squad car he's like in the driveway and she like waves to the husband and they just don't even connect you know it's just like and okay in a better film like maybe you could this is going to be yeah I have a whole rant about this but there this is this is one of like a many many clichés that like they could have just like it, it could have it, it's it gestures towards a a story that just it cannot be bothered to actually tell <laughs> so and yeah and it feels like it's it feels like it just by mentioning it to you that it is getting like having it its cake work. and eating it yeah. too you know what yeah. i mean but it but it's yeah, just yeah. not uh, it's not integrated in the story at all. And so many of those relationships are like that. Like the, the uh, mother with her son, mm-hmm. right? Who's the ride along like that relationship. There's something going on there that is just like not ever even explored. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, no. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I'm just going to go off on it then. Cause okay. the, this is the whole, yeah. I was trying to think of why, like what was so, cause I kept having the thought I was like, I was like, this is barely even a movie. Like, this doesn't, this feels 
like it's barely a movie. And yet, like, we've watched movies with, like, that do, you know, that that are are more inept technically or whatever that, like, you you know, that we've watched movies that if you saw it while flipping through channels, you would be like, what the fuck is this? Who made right. this? What what idiot made this? And and those are kind of the interesting bad movies to me because sometimes you see a bad movie that seems like it was written by like an alien. You're like, you know, they, they don't, they're, some of them are really fun. Some of them are not that fun, but there's still like a quality where you're like, this seems to be made by someone who doesn't understand humans. Like, why would you make that choice? Right. But this movie is the, is worse than that. Cause it feels like it was written by an AI. Like it, it feels like it was written and directed by just a, a bot that, that just took in, uh, only do you know what it is i'm sorry what? something you just said just clicked with me it's like if you fed a bunch of law and order plot <laughs> like like script points into an yeah. ai this yeah. is the movie that it would give you fully yeah it's like every episode of law and order uh but then you also like dog day afternoon and a bunch of like you know just every heist movie right but maybe not even dog day it's like it's like law and order and just any movie that like went direct to video about cops and bank heists and and just like and and then it spit it out because like there's no there's there's no story well it's funny because there there is a story until you try to think about what the story is and then you realize like oh no there isn't actually anything there no it's just a it's just a bunch of cliches and like you can you can use you can blatantly use cliches and make a watchable bad movie like you can you can do we've that. We've seen it's, many of them right here on this podcast. Them. <laughs> we've seen them like you know you look at a movie like I don't know Stolen or fucking I don't know Dying of the Light or any of that that shit like a lot of that is very cliched but at least like to, it rearranges the pieces in a in a way that seems to signal something of a unique vision i mean we're talking like the shallow end of the pool here like the the, those are also really bad movies but like the like i made a list of everything that is just it's so cliche that it's just like like if you put this into a a screenplay and you didn't develop it you should be fucking embarrassed and there's so many first (laughs) nicholas cage is a is a cop and he's about to retire. Like this is basically his last day. Yeah, he's like he, he's it's like lethal weapon shit. That okay. That alone is like that. Sh- nobody should be able to make a movie about that ever again. Like that. That premise is outlawed. <laughs> That's it. It's done. This and uh, but and of course the, you know he's about to retire on the day that we haven't talked about this part of the plot yet. But the rest of the movie is essentially a bank heist. It's just a bank heist um, that he gets caught up in. Uh, also on this day, his da- his estranged daughter and son-in-law find out that they're pregnant. That scene was very bad. Just <laughs> fucking bad. <laughs> and, you it know, was, it again, was sub-lifetime movie bad. So, yes, yes. I, I wrote that down. I, I wrote sub-Hallmark. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, same thing. I was like, <laughs> like th- those movies, like a Hallmark Channel original runs rings around this movie. Um, yeah, Nick Cage working with his son-in-law like that alone, that whole setup is a cliche that could have been developed into, yeah, some sort of feel good movie that just, they did fucking nothing with it. it, Instead, it's just like a shortcut to easy, cheap sentiment. Yeah. Uh, Same thing with, uh, 
Kenny's mom being an ER nurse. Right. Oh, um, that the the ER nurse that works on on them as they come in. Right. We haven't even talked about Kenny no. and the whole ride along subplot. Yeah. Wanna, yeah. This wanna... is this is the other this is the other thing that gets set up really clumsily. So there's a kid in school, which again. We're getting introduced to character after character after yeah. character after group of characters in all these like vignette scenes. And we have no idea at this point in the movie how any of them connect to anything. Yeah. So one yeah. of the so it's hard to even keep right. it in your head as like what should what hair carries any weight. Totally. But there's a kid getting bullied at school and the bullies like hold his head in the urinal and like and and like make fun of him. And then he and then he hits one. He starts fighting back just as yeah. the as the a teacher or someone comes in and, and sees it. So they take him to the principal's office. He, he's the one who gets in trouble. We know that he's been bullied, but we never learn why. Why? We don't yeah. know what it is about him. Why do they single him out? There's no character trait a, a, about him that seems to suggest that he should. He's like a pretty handsome, like athletic looking black dude. Like he's fine. He's yeah. Just, like there's, it, he's it, fine. It, he's not awkward. He seems just like a normal ass kid. <laughs> so but, it, it right. you know, so, so then the, uh, the principal, Oh, then we have another scene. Cause it cuts to some other intro scene. Oh, something I else. like and that then, scene. Right. And then when it cuts back, we don't even realize this is the same plot line yet because we're in an office now with the principal and a woman yeah. that we don't know <laughs> right. is his mom yet. Uh, and then, the, and then she, and then we do soon find out, and she basically says we're gonna either expel him, or he has to do this like <laughs> scared straight ride along with the local yeah. PD. <laughs> yeah, your son keeps getting bullied, and and we're gonna have to scare him yeah. straight. And to, did you write down the thing that the principal, the rhyme that the principal said to the mom? <laughs> no, but I, I remember I that didn't. there was the rhyme. I, yeah. I, I I was like, that's so stupid, and I should write that down, but I just like couldn't give a shit. And now I wish I had because she. Del- it, she delivers it so funny. She's like, she's like, no, but we have a rule. Um, if bullying you see to a teacher, you must flee or some, just something so stupid. And then it's later revealed that she is an ER nurse and she gets circled into the story in that way. But yes, he, he ends up doing a ride along with uh, Cage and his son-in-law on this fateful day um, when he has to stop the, the bank heist. Um, and the, the, the other just cliches that I, I wrote down that we now get into is that there's, you know, prejudices and first impressions that, uh, you know, that it seems to think that it's interrogating that, but it just makes the weakest right. sort of <laughs> like gesture at it. And then there's just a bunch of shooting, and then there's also just uh, tensions between different branches of law enforcement that, again, it shows up in like one scene and is is introduced in a way that seems like it should have. It's like a thematic thing, but then just gets dropped. Yeah, there's there's a lot of scenes in this movie of various government officials in some kind of truck or like home base kind of setup or someone's office. And they're just like basically arguing with each other about like which department has the right idea about how to move right. forward. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or the the big scene, like Cage gets one freak out scene in this, and it's not the fun kind of freak out. It's very dramatic, but it it I don't know. We'll get to it. We'll get to it with the plot, actually. Let's talk about the prejudices and first impressions first. Cause before the bank heist, the the, the kid 
Kenny is the character's name. He he goes to the police station and has to ride along with these guys. And before this, too. Um, <laughs> See, there's Cage- so much going on already in the first it- couple minutes. The way that they introduced all these subplots like at once that it is it's it's more overwhelming to try to I just watched this a couple hours ago Same. and it's already overwhelming me trying to remember it enough to like talk through the plot with you well especially because none of it actually matters to the bulk of what happens which is just a bunch of shooting like like literally <laughs> yeah, like ultimately that's really all it is it's literally just none of yeah. none of this shit pays off in any way this is the problem they introduced all of these cliches and they don't do anything with them like that's what I mean. It's like written by an algorithm. That's like this is a story. You ha- you know, cop is about to retire. You know, like it just introduces it and then just doesn't matter. None of it plays into anything with any thematic depth. It's just you know, after it it, it introduces all the shit, then there's just a a long action sequence that just ends, <laughs> and then it just fucking ends. And then when uh, yeah, and then when it ends, that's the end of the movie. That's the end. <laughs> before they even walk into the police station like <laughs> cage and a couple other cops show up there's a white cop and a black cop and cage is like they're like hey so you're about to retire huh old man <laughs> yeah he's like he's like yeah well i i am actually a grandfather now because my you know son-in-law got my daughter pregnant it's like you know exposition exposition right and right then he's like ha 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 this guy it, he's like it could have could have been worse it could have been you who did it and the cop goes why because i'm black and then it's like a far away shot of them just going into the thing and cage just goes yeah (laughs) (laughs) what and then then that's it and they don't ever address it again no and and you're and just the way they do that it's like (laughs) you know because it's like joking but also like well yeah Yeah. (laughs) that is that so then they're picking up this kid they're picking up kenny and they're just being shitty to him for just no reason they're like like oh yes you're on a ride-along huh like you're just like be it so come on punk like this is no this isn't fun in games blah 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 and then his son-in-law like winks at nick cage like he's like yeah we're giving him a hard time (laughs) this young black teenager that's that's (laughs) what we do forced to ride in the back seat with us we're 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 gonna really bust his balls all day and then cage takes his phone at one point right no because then so then the first thing that they do is they roll up to like a gas station. Oh yeah, and, and they start and harassing the homeless guy, right? Yeah, there, there's like a dude with dreadlocks, like a dark skinned dude with dreadlocks, literally doing nothing. He's literally standing there, and they're like, "Hey, like, what are you doing? Put your hands up!" And just like start fucking with him. I think they arrest him, and the whole time the. Kenny in the back has his phone and he's filming them. So it's like, okay, we're getting into some something topical here. And then and they just arrest this guy for no reason, for doing nothing wrong. And while the son-in-law is doing that, the fucking like cage gets back in the car. And uh, previous to this too, he had been talking to his son-in-law. He's like, it's going to be a lot harder for you now because 
the everybody's filming stuff all the time and there's lawyers and stuff. Oh, I, right. I, I was a cop at the right time yeah, and I right. got out at the right time and you're getting in at the wrong time. Like he literally says that. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah. And then so when he's in the car with this kid, he's like, um, he's like, you're, what do you do? You're filming with the, your phone. I'm going to take it from you. He's like, you can't take my phone. He's like, yeah, just give me your phone and you can have it back at the end of the day. Puts it into the glove compartment. So, okay. Okay. So that's, uh, we just arrested a, a black guy for no reason. Uh, we're harassing this black teenager for no reason. And we just took his phone while he was filming the, the not brutality, but the ingrained systemic uh, racism and violence. That's, uh, you know, something, right. so something's going on here. They never, they never come back to that. This is why I almost almost have to give them props for making him blatantly racist in this movie yeah, because it, it would just, have been just as easy because as you say it doesn't ever connect back to anything plot wise so it would have been just as easy to just leave that element out and he would have just been a, a good upstanding cop you know what i mean right yeah it, which w- i guess would have been more boring but the fact that they just do it and don't do anything with it like i'm not even upset it's just like it just feels like a weird, like vestigial, like toe or something just sticking out. It's like what? There, like, okay, but there's some like seeds of of something there that they because during the shootout later, the son-in-law catches a bullet and he's like against the car and he thinks he's gonna die and there's this whole thing about he's gonna die and and Kenny has to like you know he's like holding the wound to keep the blood from getting out and and, and uh, the cops like hey, take your phone like here's your phone like you know I, I need you to film me it's like wait a cop asking a young black man to film him I know, right? but the but the he films him while he's like talking to his wife and and uh baby being like i'm sorry like i yeah i love you blah 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 and so just the fact that uh, you know these decisions and then the fact to do that it's like okay and then there's a scene later just not even a, just a moment when Cage is like getting ready to to go John Rambo on these guys in the you know to fuck what the department is telling my my higher ups are saying like these guys need to go down and the the cop who agrees to do something with him is the black guy who he had the who he had been like yeah I'm glad you didn't knock my daughter up right and uh it, and he's like he's like you're you don't I'm not asking you to do this with me he's like doesn't matter because we're brothers he's like yeah we're brothers i got really you know so is is that saying what is that it, it did did they did cage's character just learn something did they overcome some prejudice is this saying that um you know truly actually all cops are bastards they're all in this together and and ra- these the constructs of race and class and these things go away because it's a fraternity you know like right these right. are the seeds of some larger thing that it seems to think that it's maybe doing but th- just i put those together through force of will like the story <laughs> the rest of the the drama yeah. and the rhythm of the story doesn't lead that to, to anything like there's there's nothing left to say about those things in the context of the story and that it's the little things like that the little vestigial things like that that make me that make it feel like it was written by an ai because it is enough to just say <laughs> because is it, it is enough in the ai's mind to just say something and like suggest it to you as that being sufficient instead of actually exactly. de- like developing the story in any way it's just giving you information you know what I mean? You know what it, you know what it feels 
was like writer director York Shackleton. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about him in a bit. Oh, I can't but, wait. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels like he he was writing the thing and fucking like Clippy the paperclip showed up. It's like it looks it looks like you're writing a, a cop drama. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you mean that the wife died of cancer? <laughs> were, uh, were you intending to insert a, a some topical racial strife here? It's like, uh, yeah, why not? We'll yeah, just sure. sprinkle that in. Yeah, it. sure. Yeah, sure. Would you like um, to add foreign Interpol agent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right, because again, like I mean, he made the decision to have some shit going down in Iraq. Like, like that could lead somewhere. That's a decision he made. War profiteer, you know. I'm I'm sorry to keep bringing up the little the little things that don't go anywhere and have no, nothing to that's do with all the plot is. of the movie. But do you that's, remember? That's what the plot of the movie is, though. It's just a bunch of little things that don't go anywhere, and then a bank shootout. Okay, do you remember the two the two uh, SWAT team members? They had two no. scenes together. <laughs> no, I don't. So it's like a man and a woman, and they have some playful, like sexual, oh, like like sexual yes. tension banter. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they have yeah, one he's like, scene. He's like, "Do you know how to use that gun?" He's like, "Yeah, just don't, shoot, just don't shoot me in the ass or whatever." So they have that one scene <laughs> where they're kind of flirting in the hallway, and then uh-huh. nothing about them for an hour until the SWAT <laughs> team until the SWAT team gets called in to the uh, hold up. Right. And then you see them suiting up and you realize they're not just cops, they're SWAT. Right. Right? And then and then they have another little exchange as they get ready to like roll out with the SWAT team. And then that's yeah. the end Do of Do we them. ever see them no. again? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Why were they there? Why were they there? <laughs> yeah. It it's seriously just cut and paste shit from a bunch of other not good movies. It's like there was like, a whole another ten minutes of their plot line that they just were like, "Ah, eh, those two scenes are fine. Just get rid of the rest. The movie's too long <laughs> already." They, oh, we can't lose those characters. They're so funny. We love the the banter. It's just so good. They add a little bit of spice and like sex to it <laughs> and just humor. Can't lose them. But uh, there, there are too many scenes of them. So we'll take our two favorite ones and just leave them in. So the the way that the bank heist works that it, that I, I I guess I'm giving the the story credit for the it not just being them walking into a bank and shooting it up. What they do is they uh, one of the guys goes to a coffee shop and plants a bomb and blows up the coffee shop uh, while and so all the cops get drawn to that area and uh, then they can take do the bank heist. So, good plan. Um, I mean, yeah, except lot. for the part where you're blowing up a coffee shop of innocent people. Right, but, yes. Well, but the, yes. These, are, <laughs> these are bad guys. They're bad guys. And after the one guy tips the waitress $20, psychopath shit, Cage and his partner don't go to the scene of the explosion because they have the ride-along, although that, right? Isn't that the reason? Yeah, but then they somehow end up back near there anyway. Oh, no, 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 no. That's right. They don't go to the explosion, and instead they keep on their on their route, which is yeah. They're gonna the they're bank. gonna do it. They're, they're about to like give like a parking ticket to the car 
of the bank robbers because they parked in the red. <laughs> oh, right. Which is also dumb. Right. That's a, they, what they planned that shit out, but they, they right. parked but in the But then they just park zone. in the red. So then the super conspicuous black Escalade with the lookout in it, like, decides to engage the cop car because they're getting dangerously close. So he starts shooting at them. Yeah. Uh, which causes uh, them to, there's like a crazy car crash. Uh, right. And then they both get out of the car, or Cage gets out of the car. He tells Kenny to get down, but then the son-in-law is stuck in the car, and his yeah. seatbelt won't come off. Anyway, he finally gets out. Yeah. He gets shot, which then leads yeah, us he, to the he scene. Gets, he, he gets right. winged like yeah, as he's taking Kenny around from the one side of the car to the other side of the car, uh, and then he's gonna die. I mean, and that's like the movie though. <laughs> like that's like well, I yeah, mean, because then, then they they just it's just a standoff for like 30 or 40 minutes right and there's a bunch of hostages in the bank too uh yeah but yeah and then pretty much it's just a standoff for the rest of the movie and then at one point they lose uh cage gets cage and his son-in-law get rescued by some other cops who all die rescuing them right (laughs) and then uh but then in in the extraction they lose kenny so yeah, then, yeah. So, I don't. So I Kenny didn't understand like, how they lost him. I don't know. I don't know how they lost the ride along. Uh, he, yeah, he, he. Got, like, I feel like just the next thing I knew, he was back in a car. Right. He jumped like, in a car to hide. He jumped into a car. Yeah. So he, while he's hiding in the car and bullets are flying overhead, um, he's gonna use his phone, and uh, I like it was out of batteries, and so he charged it by taking a. Uh, the uh, charger like a an iphone charger from the uh cigarette lighter car thing and uh then like jumps it with a key and a nine volt battery that he takes out of this like betsy wetsy doll and uh and then he uses it to call his mom maybe that's why he gets bullied because he's a fucking nerd that can like build that can build mama's boy oh (laughs) oh yeah you can yeah he's because he's can build cool shit that i don't know that again it's like i liked like that was a a detail that i was like that's that's giving me the kind of thing that this kind of movie should be giving me which is like what would you do in that situation what's like a cool way that that but then just him being like i love you mom she's like i love you too be strong you're my strong little guy and he's like okay it didn't really move the plot forward in any way. It didn't really say anything that we didn't already knew. Nope. It's, nope. I mean, that he loves his mom. Like, that's, we, so whatever. Whatever, man. Um, um, whatever. I will say that there is, there is something about this movie throughout, throughout the whole thing, but especially once the, the bank heist and the cop shootout gets underway, is the casualness and frequency with which regular people are just like it caught in the line of fire. They just like just there drop are the, like the collateral damage in this movie. And I know this seems ridiculous to say because we're at a point where we're watching superhero movies where like entire cities get destroyed. Sure. So so it seems ridiculous for me to say that the the multitude and the ways in which all of the civilians in this movie die are like weirdly disturbing, despite the fact that there's yeah. nothing like uh, overtly gory really ab- ab- about them in comparison to most action movies. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like the yeah. casualness and callousness with which all these people are just like shooting people in the head and like yeah, well, blowing adds, people it, up for no it, reason. It, it adds to the AI feeling where like human life is just a weird plot device that just gets like, and especially because it's asking us of all the human life that we're seeing on screen, it's asking us to care about these seemingly ar- arbitrary characters. Like yeah. this, it literally arbitrary in terms of like the the SWAT people or even like his daughter and shit. Like it doesn't like they're they're this. It's not even really telling a story about these people who are mostly boring and then also kind of racist right. sometimes. Right. And and then in support of their story, like you said, the whole team of cops gets slaughtered. Yeah. Extracting Nick Cage, who's about to retire, like. Shouldn't that be like a <laughs> these? They probably are have kids too. Like they, I'm sure they do. And also, there's just others. Like there's the one scene where the uh, where the guy or no, it's the first guy starts shooting at Cage and his son-in-law in the car who is in the Escalade when he tries to steal the other car and he pulls the woman out and just shoots her in the head and then drives away and then immediately yeah. he he gets shot through the windshield and then just like runs the car off the road and I'm like, so they wrote in a scene. They wrote in a close-up where a woman gets shot in the head just so that this guy can then immediately get shot in the head and then that's the end right. of that chase. Like, it, yeah. it, it seems gratuitous to me in the sense that, like, there's it, no reason he needed to kill her to take that car, right? Totally. And, and <laughs> but, but the even worse sin than being gratuitous, in my mind, is that it's fucking boring and dull while it does it because it's not even we're not even talking like the thrill of an exploitation movie where or something something that's like reactionary and and bad like i was i was thinking about this too like if there's movies made by clearly like worse people people movies that have like worse like reactionary like agendas like you know the death wish movies or whatever oh really would you happen to be an expert on the death wish movies how would you know that dave (laughs) I do. I do. I am. (laughs) But like those movies will do something like that for a thrill or something, but they'll do it for gratuitous violence for some sort of a human fucking emotion, even if it's like a base human emotion or like a a racist or bad human emotion, a reactionary human emotion. At at least there's like something behind the use of, of this, like this callous, like approach to life. Yeah. And this movie, I didn't even fucking register. I don't even remember that, that woman getting shot. That's what I mean. Okay. Another example being the bank manager, right? The way he dies. So that's that's something you I that's something you see in movies. The sp- special ops guy comes in to all the hostages in the bank manager's office, and he grabs a kid who he saw pull out a cell phone, uh, and then he like threatens to shoot him. And then the bank manager is sitting mm-hmm. down in the corner, and he gets up and he's like, "Hey, leave him alone! Like, if you want to mess with somebody, like, shoot me!" Yeah, right? yeah shoot so then, me. Yeah. So then the guy walks up to him, and then he holds the gun to his head, and then the bank manager's standing there all stoic and staring at him he's like go ahead if you're gonna do it just shoot me and so then the guy shoots him and then the next scene right, right. so you're no, just you, like yeah, you're no, like you what, just what? see his, <laughs> his brains get splattered on the wall and we, we don't even 
But that's what I mean. Like, if, if this was, like, a good exploitation movie, like, sleazy, nasty exploitation movie, it would have at least, it would have reveled in that moment, and we would have seen the people looking on in horror. Right. Or maybe, like, a shot of the guy who did it looking all bad. It would have, that's, it would have had an emotion behind it. But it's literally, like, that happens, and like you said, just, like, cut to another scene. And it's just, so any scenes like that with something that should have... Uh, any sort of like weight get are treated with the same touch as uh, any these expositiony like tertiary scenes or right. it, 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 like so it's just a, this weird affectless uh, parade of of violence <laughs> that just that like the the choreography for the whole shootout and everything it's not it's not bad it's not it, but it also signifies nothing it's not it doesn't even revel in like the the beauty of like violent it's not like a john woo movie right, or something or, right right or or like a tarantino or the, these you know not to just try to take these you know say oh it's not uh fucking shakespeare or whatever like but it, it's like they're all of the the themes that that it seems to think that it's dealing with can be dealt with in a way that has an art to it and just scene after scene, like it just—it's not even inept. It's just affectless. It's just flat. Everything is so flat. Yeah, it's so flat. Have we watched a more boring movie than this for this podcast? Oh, boring, definitely. This one was very boring. But I feel like I've seen—I feel like we've seen more boring movies. But I will say that that this one has the distinction of being, I think, the greatest ratio of on-screen action to how boring it is yes if yeah, that makes easily sense that easily that because like we've uh, yeah. had like bad like family dramas and like shitty dramas and stuff that were like really 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 hard to stay awake for but this one i yeah. think for as many things were exploding as many people were getting shot at like right. as many cars yeah. were getting flipped over it, you know so yes I right think yeah that no that's it that's it it's it's for a movie that is more than half of what is on screen is actually is action is pure action it left me feeling less than nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, let's let's get into. Oh, I mean, I I do. I, I guess before we get into the fun stuff, the it doesn't it doesn't end with the shootout. There is one other scene. So yeah, like I forget how it the bank stuff ends, but you know the the bad guys are all dead, probably right. They're all dead. Yeah, yeah, they I are. I don't I don't even remember at this point. Um, and. Uh, we don't know if Nick Cage's son-in-law is dead or not. He, he Cage has, has had that scene with his higher-ups where he had his like blow-up. He had his freak-out, but you probably won't see it in... Maybe you will see it in some sort of YouTube collection. It, it is... I took a video of it, so I'll post yeah, it on our, on our Instagram. It, it, it's pretty good, but it's like... Again, he's like, he's like, my son is dead! It's like, oh shit, not your son-in-law. Okay. He's like, I, he has a child on the way! What took you so long? Uh, like what? And he keeps being like, "What took you so long to to get here?" Like you were an hour late. I, I don't know what that means. Like, you know, I mean, they were doing. There was an explosion. Like, he, yeah, like and, they diverted all the forces to the explosion before right. they realized there was a bank. I mean, in in then that it, sense, the plan worked perfectly. But again, like none of this. I didn't. I guess the the problem is is that until that scene it never introduced that as a factor that they were late, that it was like, where's our backup or anything like that. Wasn't a thing that they, that they 
played with at all. Right. That should be a, that they could have ramped up the tension in that, but instead you just get a freak out about a thing that we didn't even know was happening. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. We're or, like, oh, okay, that, so I guess this is now a, a, a problem. <laughs> or that we did, I mean, his the higher up doesn't answer. He doesn't say, well, we were at the explosion, which would make sense. He's just like, you don't worry about it. It's not none of your business. You know, he's just, and so you're like, okay, so is this about corruption? Just fucking stupid. Right. Like, Whatever. Anyway, it, the, all of that ends and the, the, uh, it's over. And uh, then it says one year later and we just see Cage jogging down the street. Um, a really stupid, stupid shot. Uh, a POV jogging shot that's just bouncing through a bunch of people. It's all like color corrected shittily, like not white balance. It looks terrible. Just so stupid. And he, he shows up at this uh, house this really specifically LA house uh, after being in like Bulgaria. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and, uh, like it's very, in. it's very obviously not shot in the same place that the, that the rest of the movie was. <laughs> no. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like a small town, but it's just like a, such an LA house on like a LA Hill. And I it's stupid. He comes into this house and just, there's like a foyer and then just like a really long hallway. And at the end of this really long hallway is a, is a room. And in that room, um, we see everyone from the movie, all the characters, the, the son-in-law is there. He looks fine. There's no indication that he was ever shot. No, no. Um, Yeah. Right. He's fine. His, his formerly estranged daughter is there. Um, and Kenny and his mom are there. Oh, right. And, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> and they say, surprise, happy birthday. And, and Nick Cage kind of smiles at them all. And then, and he says, he says something like, he's like, there's people in my house. And then he turns and he looks at some photos that we've never, <laughs> we've never seen before. Of of him and I guess his wife, his dead wife and daughter. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just family photos. He looks at them and then he goes, Kenny, uh, do you have that phone you're always fiddling around with? And Kenny's like, I sure do. He's like, take some pictures. I want to take some new pics. <laughs> And then he starts walking down this extremely long hallway that uh, everybody's there. Oh, I should also say that clearly everybody, including people in the in the the room they all look like they're shot on different days yes at, at yeah. different like they're not none of them are in the same space the with lighting each other. doesn't match up at all no even and again the, talking about it being an la house and whatever like the the lighting and the color outside of that is all just so like it just feels like a whole other world it's like a dream sequence and he just says i want to take some new pics and he walks down and then fade to black Oh man! I, okay, keep now, filming this police officer. Yeah, with, uh, some new. It, we're we're a big happy family now. Can you see that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, ha, have you been keeping all the pictures yes, of yes, the pic- of, Oh good, oh good. The yeah. pictures of framed pictures of Nick Cage in his different character roles that keep showing up in movies like this and left behind. We're really, we're really becoming connoisseurs of, of uh, prop photos of Cage. Dude, that would be like the ultimate, like, uh, like true Nick Cage fan collection, like prop collection would just be all the like 
you know, framed pictures that are on the bureaus and desks of all of yeah. his characters because there's so many of oh him just God. photoshopped into them with weird facial hair. And then they're all photoshopped so poorly, too. So poorly. They, it's, uh, I there's don't, one I, also that I took uh, from last, Looking Glass. Oh, here we go. Out. Here we go. Look, check this one out. This one's really good, too. <laughs> when they're just they're just walking down the it's god damn it it's so stupid <laughs> I, this none of this part of the podcast will make sense because you're not looking at it but to, but be on the lookout for the, the <laughs> so someday we'll just put out we'll a whole gallery them all. Yeah. yeah a whole gallery <laughs> we should make like trading cards of them and have like gotta catch them all <laughs> you do yeah from now on oh yeah we we got to be on top of that all right yeah let's let's talk about the fun shit um i wrote down this is talking about like cliches this is one that i really enjoy um is i think one of either one of the cops or one of the uh, uh mercenaries says this to each other but one of them says stay frosty i always like it in movies <laughs> yeah, when right. someone <laughs> says that I think I first heard that watching like Alien or Predator or something like that as a kid, and I uh, that that stuck with me. Totally. Um, but it's so affected. It's so just like, you know, I see York Shackleton riding that and like nodding approvingly to himself. Oh yeah. My like, hell yeah. There's one thing. Uh, well, there's like a couple little things here that I have. Oh well, so something that I thought was really crazy, which again just goes to show like the 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 gratuitous violence. Uh, of of it all when they finally release the hostages she comes out and she says to the SWAT uh guy that like collects them and and is bringing them to safety she's like he slipped something in my pocket and then the guy oh, yeah. and then the guy pulls it out and it's like a grenade and then yeah. he, and then he the SWAT guy realizes what it is as it's in his hand so he just starts running in the opposite direction and then it just blows up and then you can actually see in the explosion effect like individual limbs that get like blown yeah. apart did you notice yeah. that it was yes. really specific the way that yeah. he blew up uh, yeah in, in a better movie that would have been cool but again like you're so deadened at that point you're like oh yeah <laughs> shit like i didn't like you describing it i'm like recalling the image and i'm like shit that was fucked up yeah but i totally watched that like uh-huh uh-huh okay all right <laughs> Um, this is uh, approximately the 400th movie that we've watched where Cage is wearing aviators for most of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Uh, and also when they're in the ride-along and they're getting some call on the radio and they say, like, there's been a such-and-such such down on Cranberry Boulevard. <laughs> Thank you. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cranberry Road. <laughs> yeah, because my that made my brain stop. And I was like, that seems so funny. But like, is that... Then I was just imagining living in a town where that was just like, oh, yeah, we're meeting up on 3rd and Cranberry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe that's real. Um, I, I'll Google Maps it. Also, the what coffee shop I explosion was done... It, it lasted like 15 seconds and it was done from like eight angles. Yeah. Oh, you got to, if you're going to do you know what I mean? It was just like so yeah. like, it just went on forever. Dude, that's, that's actually one of my favorite things in a movie like this is when you can tell they spent a lot of money on a thing what, like that. Like one like, effect. This has to, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. On an effect. And they're like, this has to be awesome. And then they do it and they're like, 
that was pretty fucking awesome. And you, and they, they're like, you have to see every fucking angle. Like that's, <laughs> that's really fun to me. Okay. Do you have anything uh, else? Let's talk about Weston. Oh about, yes. I, I, oh, you know, Okay, actually, there, sorry, but before we yeah. get into Weston, can we talk for one second about York Shackleton? Because I have some weird info yes. on him. Okay. Yeah, I I do too, but I it's probably the same. Um, I, I you you describe. I'm looking up a uh, Cranberry Road, and there's one there's one in Tustin, California. Oh, it's Cranberry Boulevard. <laughs> okay. Cranberry is is the Tustin one the closest Cranberry to us? Seems that way. Okay. Cranberry Boulevard. It, it is struggling. <laughs> is there I, is there actually a Chesterfield, Massachusetts? Because that's where this oh, takes place. Probably. That does sound... Oh, there's a South Cranberry Boulevard in Florida. Oh, let's go there. <laughs> okay, sorry. Like a, a marsh. Anyway. Uh, back to York Shackleton. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, as we, as we said before, this movie was... Directed by York Shackleton and co-written by Shackleton and John Rebus, who uh, John Rebus may have been the name of the AI. Um, <laughs> because, because, and I say this, I looked him up on IMDb. This movie is his only credit. <laughs> Dude. Not just writing is. credit, but just credit for anything in general. John Rebus. So he might not be real. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so York Shackleton, uh, as you may have known, Dave was a former pro skateboarder in the nineties and, and snowboarder. Oh uh, yeah. Right. Uh, and he apparently invented a trick called the rodeo flip. Did you know about yeah. this? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, he got some kind of injury and had to stop, uh, sometime in the early two thousands. Oh, that's, um, and then he became a filmmaker. Right. And then he became a filmmaker. Uh, he's had a couple uh like low budget writing directing things producing things to his name hasn't done a whole his, lot um, his first movie was called kush mm-hmm. and it's uh, also about a heist but it uh, like a marijuana heist so like half baked crossed with this movie yeah half baked if it wasn't fun or exciting <laughs> Uh, but uh, I think the most interesting thing about York Shackleton is he is a descendant of Sir Ernest Shackleton. Wait, uh, what? The famous Antarctic, uh, the the famous British Antarctic explorer. Yeah, dude, what? Yeah. Direct descendant <laughs> of Shackleton. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Whoa! I wonder if that. I wonder if he has like money from that. Like, is he a rich? Is this like one of those? I mean, it's. I don't it, know. It's got to be at least two or three or three or four generations removed, maybe. So I listened to an interview with him. Like I tried to find anything about this movie. He seems to be there a pretty were, elusive guy. But he also just like I'm like, why are you a filmmaker? And it would make sense if he was a rich kid, just a bored rich kid who is like, yeah, that sounds fun. I can't can't snowboard anymore for a living, so I might as well make movies. Because he did say something about he's like, yeah, you got to have connections to do this in the interview that I, mm-hmm. but. But he didn't sound excited at all. This was an interview about um, uh, did, what? What's the movie he made after this with Guy Pierce? Did you look it up? It's like oh yes, I don't remember disturbing the, name the of... peace. Yeah, yeah, disturbing, uh-huh, disturbing the, the peace. peace. Is that is um, that like another cop? 
action movie? It, yeah, it, okay. it's apparently it's like Roadhouse was what he was going for. <laughs> um, it, but I think with an ex-cop who then just beats a bunch of guys up. With Guy Pierce. With Guy Pierce as the cop. Oh, yeah. uh, Guy Pierce and Cage were together in um, Seeking Justice. Oh, shit. Good Remember call. That? It's yeah. weird to me that Guy Pierce is kind of at the same like level of his career as like he's sort of swimming in the same waters right because i wouldn't have thought of them as as the same kind of actor like back in the 90s um but yeah that's (laughs) this is sort of where they're living anyway that movie's not supposed to be very good either but the interview that i listened to like york shackleton seems like he seems like an ai he's just like yeah we uh we made a movie and sure and anytime like this interviewer the interviewer wasn't very good but he would just be like um, oh, you were an athlete. Like, did your athleticism have anything, it, you know, like help you do make a film or something? I don't know. One question that is just right. kind of whatever. But he, but his answers were just like, uh, yeah, you know, you just, you, you do have to just go in and, and make the movie that you have. And um, he's like, <laughs> well, what inspired this and this? He's like, well, I didn't write it. Um, I, I directed it. It's like, so yeah, that's, you know, but. It is a it is a movie that was written that I did. And it's like, well, what what made you want to work with uh, Guy Pierce? Uh, well, you, usually how movies come together is your uh, some a production agency hires you to, to direct, and then they also have a star attached. And uh, so I met Guy after he was attached, and uh, we made the film together. You know, it's just sort of like, why, why though? Why you? What do you have to say about anything? What is your? Why does this exist? <laughs> so is this just like a rich kid play like a, a sandbox? And then he just because no, I think it's ha- just a job for him. It sounds like he's just yeah. like It sounds like he's just doing it because he just can, doing it right. <laughs> to, yeah, but because I, I was looking for like a cage interview and there wasn't. But he he says in another interview about Mandy. He's talking about Mandy. He's like, I'm really, really happy with that film. Um, I'm much happier than this other film I made, which is 211. That, like, he, he like, badmouths it. And wow. he's like, I was really, what did he say? He said, the movie was completely recut and transformed with new story points. It was not the script that I had agreed to make. It was really disappointing. I had no idea it would go there. Wow. And that he's, di- yeah. So, what were those wow. story points? What was the movie? Was it about racism or something? Was there like, are those, what was it? What movie well, did he sign totally on for? That totally makes when he sense s- why it feels it, like there's just little uh, bumps of story uh, of recommendations something. that don't go anywhere right. throughout the whole thing. Because apparently and it was rewritten and recut. But what what I'm more confused by is I had no idea it would go there. Like, go where? We have Which, to like. We was have it to know, because it because it didn't go anywhere. That's the thing with the movies. It didn't like what was it more violent than he expected? Was it where did it go? Go backwards into just nothingness, into the morass of just fucking gray static that that it, the my memories of it are just blooms of just pure white uh, noise. Like uh, anyway. Um, I think it's crazy that um, because he 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 hasn't badmouthed almost any of the shitty movies that he's been in. No, like, I know. I can't really I can't really remember him talking shit about at least in the these movies the like it, of the last decade of like 
you know, whatever, dying of the light or whatever. Like, he always has something, if not nice to say, he's like, well, yeah, I did that because um, I thought this would be, it would be really cool to explore this thing, you know? And, but like, he didn't do any press for it. And then in doing press for a much better movie was like, yeah, this other movie I just did sucks. Sucks. Don't don't see it. I don't (laughs) like like it. A a movie co-starring his son. Yeah, that's the other crazy thing about it is that he just torpedoed Weston's biggest role to date. I know. And then I was like, so did... Is that why they don't seem that close? Like, I don't want to just gossip about, like, y- you know, like, beyond... I don't, uh, You know, I enjoy Weston as a celebrity person that we talk about, and I'm, enjoy- I, I'm without irony, like, rooting for him. He seems like a really fun dude. Um, and I, obviously, I love Cage, but it, it, so I don't want to just gossip about it, but I'm just like, what a fucked up thing to do, to, like... Even though, like, he, I'm like, he must have really hated this movie. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And how did that feel for Weston? Probably felt sad. Well, I want to know. Okay. So I guess we can pivot to Weston now, right? Yeah. Because I would like to know how Weston got cast in this movie because he doesn't appear with his dad in any scenes. They're not in any scene together. Not true. Really? Not true. Because. The, the one scene they have together, Weston takes a fucking sniper rifle and tracks Cage's head as he's, like, bending over to do something. Like, he, like, is... He, Weston is gazing down the scope, like, about to put a bullet in his dad's head, but he doesn't. Oh, like, I guess he, I didn't realize Cage, that was Weston. I thought that yeah, was, was maybe him. one of the other robbers. Oh, Because okay. then I was thinking... I, I was then thinking about, like... I I, I think that there... This subtext... Uh, that I'm about to talk about actually did exist, which is like Chris uh, Coppola and Arsenal when Cage and he like fought and were like, he, he like kills him in right. that. And there's all the, you know, they were, they had, were estranged and, and whatever, like they had their own thing. But so what's, I don't know if there was any sort of like actual subtext to this. I don't think so because I think this movie was written by an AI, but it's weird to see that Weston's biggest role in a movie with his dad is just like staring at him down a scope. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. That that's cool that you put that together. I mean, there wasn't much else to think about, yeah, you know, okay. watching yeah. it. <laughs> I guess you're right. I mean, I entire I I forgot full sections of the movie. As soon yeah, as it's I, already <laughs> it's already leaving my brain. But yeah, how how do you think Weston did in this? Uh, he did he did okay. I mean, it didn't I don't think it required a lot of him. No. Uh didn't. he basically just had to be the muscle pretty much. And uh he looked yeah. big and intimidating and he Huge. spoke only a handful of lines. He he was my favorite of the Definitely. those pretty anonymous uh uh, mercenary guys definitely and i will and and i will say the thing that he did do was he actually brought personality to that yeah. character because yeah, otherwise yeah. all the, the other three guys were honestly interchangeable to me yeah they they there was like the beard guy and then the guy with the big forehead and then another guy and uh and then weston who was like looks like a six foot five vampire yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, he had personality. And he's, uh, I don't... He's, he's uh, chain-smoking in a couple scenes, and I'll, I'll be honest, he, he gives attitude. He looks cool smoking yes. a cigarette. You know what I he mean? He does. I don't think he's a good actor, but I, I 
enjoyed watching him. I was wondering if I'm, I know he plays villains now. I think that seems to be like, it, it just makes sense. I was totally. like, can you imagine him playing like a hero? No, I can't, which is why I, I think, think he I should, can. he should stick to villains for a while. Anyway, I would love to see Weston in a movie that like, like an art movie. Cause I feel like he's, he clearly he's a fucking weirdo. Right. And, um, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if he's a good actor or not, but I think like he, if you just let him be fucking insane, I bet he, he could do it and do it in a way that's really fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, we're, we're rooting for him. We should, um, Dave, as, as now we're getting into a period of time with these movies where Weston will start to What's have a, a, a couple upcoming roles in movies, uh-huh. in other movies. How do you feel about maybe doing a Weston detour? Maybe we could watch like one or two of his films. Oh yeah. You know I, what I, mean? I would support that. Okay. I, I would be into that. Um, yeah, I, we don't, we don't have to <laughs> lean in and be completists with him as well, no. but, but maybe we could cherry yeah, pick I'm curi- like I'm one curious. or two. I'm curious how he's doing, <laughs> how it's all coming together. I know um, he's in a World we were War talking- II movie. That came out. That's last right. Year. Yeah, yeah, and then he's he's coming out in a movie where he's the villain in some sort of. I think it's another heist movie. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. It looks like a Die Hard ripoff, but see, it looks fun. Um, we were talking about Cal El the other yeah. last time, and did you know he's in the next movie that we're gonna watch? He's in Teen Titans. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the voices. I think he he might be like Batman or something. I I yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's all coming together. Cool. Shit. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about this movie. Yeah, I think it that's sucks. that's about it. Um, it was bad. It was it was not good. I would not recommend it. And I don't say I wouldn't recommend it. I say I don't recommend a lot of these movies, but I would not recommend this one in a in a different way than I would not recommend other ones that we've yeah, it's not just recommended. <laughs> yeah, it, it there. Like I said, I I don't I I know we've okay we've watched movies that made me more upset, um so but I I don't know if we've watched a movie that left me more bored, <laughs> as as right, like right much as I like but yeah definitely with a ratio of violence to it but yeah uh next time I was thinking about this do you want to do Teen Titans and uh Spider Man together. It's like one yeah. comic book movie episode. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea because Spider-Verse is, I know we said this last episode too, yeah. but Spider-Verse is really good and uh, already had a lot of discourse about it when it came out. Yeah, so I just, I, I don't I, know I'm, how I'm much sure new that, we have to right. bring to the table there, yeah. but uh, I do want to rewatch it. So, and I've, I've never watched, I watched some Teen Titans as someone who was too old to be watching Teen Titans at the time. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and, listen, man, honestly... At this point in time, the amount of cartoons I've watched in my adult life probably greatly outweighs the amount of cartoons that I watched in my childhood <laughs> at this point. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So that'll be next time. Cool. And uh, I think that'll be a lot more fun to do than watching this one. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Um, as usual, uh, like and subscribe. Yes. Uh Write a review for us on the uh, Apple Podcast app because that helps yes. goose the algorithm. Follow us at Heat Seeking Panther on Instagram. Follow you can it. email us uh, Heat Seeking Panther at Gmail, but don't Send we never check email. it. We uh, and we will see you next time for our uh, Teen Titans uh, Spider Verse episode. Thank you, Dave. Spider Verse doubleheader. <laughs> 
Oh, wait, wait, here we go. Three, two, one. There it is, there baby. It is, the baby. Italian, the Italian Panther. Panther. Fuck yeah. worlds or oh, something uh-huh, between, yeah. though, which i think theo wanted to be on that okay cool 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 we can do that one uh, uh i'm also looking and- forward to kill chain as well <laughs> <laughs> i don't know anything about that one because the title sounds like your rules i don't know what it is but it yeah. sounds like it's awesome <laughs> that does sound fucking really sweet that's a good band name <laughs> kill chain <laughs> um i'm yeah i'm looking forward to pig yeah um wally's wonderland or whatever sure yeah um the the one the swear words netflix series oh um oh i meant to talk about that at the top i watched some of those episodes actually oh how are they they're pretty funny it's great it's 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 prime cage material i mean it's 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 him doing things like like looking at straight at the camera and going fuck (laughs) amazing it's like like that kind of shit (laughs) yeah there's probably some other good ones coming up. Yeah. I don't even remember what else. Oh, what's that primal? That one looks really stupid. Oh yeah, right. He's he's like hunting uh he's like he's, a big game hunter. Yeah, he's a big game hunter like stuck on a boat and all the animals are <laughs> like, released or something like that. Yeah, including like a special like super deadly panther or something. Oh dude, so a, a heat seeking panther. Maybe. Speaking of panthers, Vivian, I forget. Oh, she came into like and caught some of the movie with me, and she immediately left. She's like, "Never mind, I'm not watching this." Yeah. Uh, but while she was in there, she was saying, uh, "Oh, you know, I was like, yeah, sorry, this one's really bad. It's not like, uh, it's not like the last one you did with us, which was great, and it had sharks in it. You know what I mean?" And then she's mm-hmm. like, "That's true. This movie has no sharks." Uh, she's like, in, "In instead of having a shark count in the movie, you should have a panther count in the movies." <laughs> And I was trying to think, I was like, have there been any movies in which there was a panther? And at first they said no. And then about two minutes later, I was like, wait a minute. There's been one panther. Do you remember in, what what was that Italian that Italian movie we watched on VHS? Oh, shit! Where, um, he shoots, where he shoots the panther in the cave? Fuck! What, what was that movie called? It was like, it was like a time to kill. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was it. So, so we're kill. actually one because at first I was one like, yeah, yeah, we're 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 at like zero for eighty two or something with the Panthers. Wait, and it was like, I, actually we're at one in eighty two with the Panthers. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's amazing. I know. Wait, Primal. I want to see if this is. Oh, it's a Jaguar. Is a oh. Jaguar the same as a Panther? Jaguar versus Panther. A jaguar is a panther. When asked the differences, many people will tell you that uh, a, a panther is black and a jaguar isn't. It's spotted. But um, I think they're just like, they're like cats, I think. Wait, okay. A jaguar is a feline. The only big sp- cat species native to uh, both South and North America that hasn't gone extinct yet. It is the largest cat in the Western Hemisphere. Mm. Cool, cool, cool um blah 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 it has a tawny yellow color with dark spots um blah 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 blah. now this is where things get interesting guess what the panther is not actually a species 
Um, panther is just a common name for the genus, thus describing any big cat species. So, uh, so leopards, cougars, and tigers and jaguars can all be described as panther. So a tiger is a panther. Okay. And a cougar is a panther. So panther count two coming two. up. Got it. Yeah. Oh, the, I, I feel like the weed that I smoked made me extra excitable because I was getting really like <laughs> excited. Right. Yeah, yeah. Super into it, man. Was that Missy that you just let in? Yeah, the, that's uh, uh she is a heat seeking panther. panther. Yeah, she's literally a heat seeking panther. She's coming in here and she's demanding that I turn on the uh heater. Um, oh my god, really? So she can like sit by it. <laughs> She's yelling at me. Oh my god, what a diva! Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. She wants to like sit here on the bed next to it. If if not that, then she'll just like try to get on my lap because I'm sitting because she wants the heat. And right. if I'm doing something, she'll like put her paw through. She'll like demand. She's like, <laughs> "You have to cuddle with me." It's cute. And the, f- the funny thing though is that like. Once the weather, see, she's like trying to jump on my lap right now. I'm like not even fucking sitting down. Um, the in summertime, once it gets hot, she wants nothing to do with me. Like she won't cuddle with me. Right. She's like, it's like pure, purely just using me. 